Welcome to the Parents Place podcast with Hillary and Jen. Welcome to the Parents Place podcast. Um, we have a topic that Jen and I get to discuss with you today. So uh, this is one of our weeks where uh, we have the opportunity to discuss uh, different topics from the field of family life education, articles that were written by professionals in the field. And and I think this is a good one. And given the fact that we're back in school and back in the swing of things, mm-hmm. the fun of summer and no schedules is officially over. Well, I was thinking <laughs> you do have opinions on this. Because when we said this is the topic, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I got to read some research prior to just... So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear Hillary's well, opinions. So this is my, so we'll include both of these articles in the show notes for you guys to look over. Because there were quite a few tips on these articles and we clearly won't go over all of them. But not to discredit the author of this um of this article because the beauty of discussion is to pull out what you appreciate Mm -hmm. and what you don't. But at the beginning of this article, uh, she states in the article about how she often gets the question of how do you do it? How do you do it all? How do you get everything done? (laughs) And she states in this article, my schedule is active yet. I am not stressed or overworked. And I just laughed. Mm -hmm. I was like, clearly I'm not the one to discuss this article. If that is the case, (laughs) because that is not me. <laughs> I don't know. Is it anybody? <laughs> well, it, she seems to think she or he. My apologies. I don't know if it, uh, it's who it is, but but I, I just like, think like I don't know. I guess active <laughs> and overwhelming is different. Yes. Yes. So yes. Maybe it is active <laughs> but she has it in a time management way and she has said no to something okay. so we're speaking we're on behalf food. of time management today okay. which i will i will openly admit there are some areas that i feel i do well in and there are many areas that i do not do well in and i think that time management i would say on behalf of most people is probably something that's hard mm-hmm. and i think one of the reasons that it's hard is that our schedules are always changing. Yeah. As as we grow and develop, as we have kids, as those kids get older, as we enter different stages of life, I mean, it's natural that our schedules will change. And so I feel like with that comes adjusting how we use and evaluate our time. And so I would assume most people will have a hard time in this area. Yeah. And we're a busy society and we're getting busier. Uh-huh. So I feel like what used to maybe be easy is not as easy easy anymore. (laughs) Everybody says, I wish there were two more hours in the day. And I'm like, really? Do you really want another two hours? Because then you're going to get those two hours and you're going to say, I wish there was another two hours. I know. So it really does come down to time management. Yeah. And say no. Well, and I'll be honest, in... And we'll get into this. We'll get into this as we as we discuss some of these tips. Um, a personal pet peeve of mine is I I honestly I have a really hard time with the with the busy conversation when people say, 
I'm really busy or I'm too busy or like I can't do this because of my busyness. And I do think, are there some people that are busier than others? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Um, but I think busyness is also a choice. Yeah, I feel like you stay busy with those things that are important to yeah. you. So yeah. if work, if going out, whatever is your uh-huh. importance, that's what you're going to put forward. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're not going to take those things away. Yeah. But I think about it on a kid's thing. Uh-huh. I can't read 20 minutes with my kids. I'm too busy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you make it a priority, if that's yeah. something that's important to you, then it you're going to put it to the forefront. Yeah. And that's why I think busyness is according to your interpretation. Yeah. And and, and I think that there are typically people that thrive on a busy schedule. Absolutely. That's what brings them joy. And I think for some people, that is the worst thing that you could put upon them is a busy calendar. High energy equates to a busy person for me. Yeah. And that seems like insanity. Yeah. I could not live that way. Yeah. I would have nervous breakdowns really fast. <laughs> <laughs> See, and for me, I got to find that. I like to be busy, but to me, there's a difference between being busy and being overwhelmed. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. I have a hard time distinguishing where that line falls. Yeah. And, and so, but, but I do. I think sometimes I have a hard time when it comes to using that term busy almost as like your get out of jail card. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do this because I'm too busy. And, mm-hmm. and I, and anyway. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things for me. Well, that, that just reminds me of the conversation I just had with my mother. So <laughs> the doctor said, you need it because I'm having pain on my joints. And so the doctor said, you know, you need to get moving it. You need to move. And, okay, but it hurts to move. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, go swimming. Mm-hmm. And with my my commute back and forth mm-hmm. an hour each way, I'm like, it's not that I'm not busy, but I have, like, a huge chunk of my time dedicated to driving to work, yeah. work, and driving home from work. So I'm like, well, then I guess I'll eat dinner at 930 if I'm going to go to the, the pool. And yeah. she's like... Well, you got to figure that out. And I'm like, how do you figure that out? And I'm like, okay, I'll sit down with my husband, think about how can we fit this better into our day yeah. so that important things are there. And honestly, that's the first tip that, that, that this article provided of the two articles that we share. And, you know, Jen and I were debating a little bit before it even started, but it talks about coming up with what that priority is for you mm-hmm. of, of knowing what's most important and then being able to prioritize your schedule around those things, yeah. knowing that we prioritize and we value different things. So what, what is on my list of priorities might look different than somebody else. But, but it mentioned that, you know, um, if family dinners are important to you and that's your priority, yeah. it might mean that you say no to other obligations after school because you want to make sure that you can be there and that you can make that the priority. I I actually love this sentence that it shares. It says, when you say yes to one activity, you're saying no to something else because you can't do it all. Right. And I think that's a powerful reminder Mm -hmm. that... And it's okay. Yeah. 
Exactly. That by me saying yes to this, it means that I'm not going to be able to do everything there is to do. And that's all, mm-hmm. that's all right. Mm-hmm. But we're deciding what those yeses need to look like for us. Yeah. Um, I, it did say in this, and, and I'll tell you, this is where some of my, my debate came in. <laughs> but, but it said, the example that she gave is she says, you know, if you say yes... To a new book club, you may be saying no to that family dinner. Um, You know, saying yes to volunteering at the school might mean saying no to other things. And while I agree with that, I think I think it's important for us to recognize because I can. I read that. I read that statement about you know, turn. We got to say no to the book club because we got to be there for every family dinner. Okay, family dinner, book club. Well, of course you're going to pick a family dinner. But the book club is really self-care Can be just as important, too. Why does... I I think it's... My brain goes literal to her (laughs) her comparisons. And it's like, no, you can take book club and keep it there. But it's like family dinner. Yeah. On book club night, do I get pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the reality is, is when we... I would... Again, I would make the assumption for most people... That when we prioritize our values, mm-hmm. our family, our faith, mm-hmm. um, those strong relationships, those are always going to come out first. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have maybe my self-care, physical exercise, time with friends. Those yeah. tend to be at the bottom of the list. And I, I think if you look at it that way and you say, you know what, I value family. Family's first. Mm-hmm. I got to say no to everything else. I don't know if we necessarily want to do that either. No. Because I think there is, it's a balance in all things. Yeah. And so do we want to prioritize those family dinners? I, I, I do. I think that's yeah. important. But we also want to recognize that in order for me to be a healthy member of my family, I need to be taking care of myself healthy too. Me, yeah. Which means that I might need to miss one or two, or like mm-hmm. you said, be strategic in what that dinner looks like. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're having it later than usual. Maybe we're snagging something from McDonald's on the way home mm-hmm. and eating it in the car. And so I feel like having those priorities doesn't necessarily mean that you need to say no to all the things yeah. that you love. Yeah. And I think that's important for us to remember. Yeah. I remember first getting married. And I used to do a lot of, like, crafting and things like that. Like, I'm not a creative per- Like, I don't feel like I can create things, but I can copy things. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy doing that. And, but then I got married, and I, for some weird reason, I thought I had to give yeah. rid of those things. Yeah. And I think parents think that way, too. Mm-hmm. So when I become a parent, i got to get rid of those things that I enjoy. And I remember saying to my husband, you know, I really feel like I'm losing a part of me. Mm. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because I'm not able to be creative in the way I can be creative. Mm -hmm. And so I found ways to do that Mm -hmm. while he and I are still spending time together. Yeah. But I'm still able to do those little things. And I think we all need to do that. You don't say no to you. Yeah. Well, and I think the nature of the beast is that, like I said earlier, you know, different stages of life, I think, oftentimes bring different forms of busyness. Yeah. And so there may be, you may be in a stage of life where you don't have as much time to exercise as you wish. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have to say no to volunteering in your child's classroom. 
And you know, that time may come up at a later time in your life. And if it is, take advantage of that opportunity. But I think when I when I look at like this explanation that provides in the article of knowing your hierarchy of importance and knowing what's important in your life, I think for me, I found that prioritizing things, it's going to depend. Yeah. It's going to depend on the week that I have set up for me. It's going to depend on what my month looks like. It may even depend on my, what my day looks like as to what the priority needs to be. Yeah. I think I've discussed this in one of our previous podcasts, but for me, I will strategically say to myself, what's the priority for today? And and for me, honestly, it tends to be split up into, into about three different chunks, three different, there's three different categories. <laughs> it usually means work, mm-hmm. taking care of my home, mm-hmm. or... Um, spending some quality time with my kids. And and not that I can't have all three on mm-hmm. one given day, but I'll be honest, it's really hard. It's really hard to do all three of those things at once. And so oftentimes for me, I wake up and I say to myself, all right, I've got a big project at work and that has to be done today. So for today, that needs to be a priority. Yeah. That needs to be my primary focus. Now, does that mean that I'm neglecting my children on that day? Not necessarily. <laughs> But it means they might be spending more time on screens than usual. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay because the priority for today is to get my work done. Right. Tomorrow, the priority might be because I spent so much time consumed in work. Tomorrow, my priority might be, you know what, kids? Let's go to the park. Mm-hmm. Let's forget about work. Let's forget about those home obligations that we have. And let's just spend some time together as a family. Mm-hmm. And chances are, if I do that, the next day, my house is going to be a mess. So guess what the priority is for the next day? The house. Clean up the house. Or you can get a maid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but I feel like as parents, that's what we are doing on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Is we're saying, what is the biggest priority today? And yeah. that's going to look different every day for us yeah and so and that's okay mm-hmm. that's okay to have that but you know looking at our list of things to do and being able to say what is it for me what mm-hmm. are those i've got 20 things on my list i cannot get to all of them i'm going to overwhelm and stress myself out if i do mm-hmm. so what are the top three things yeah. and i think sometimes that's where my pet peeve of the busyness comes in because to me i i think there are some that look at Maybe a mom spending an afternoon with her kids and thinking, that was not a good use of your time. No, Mm -hmm. that was a great use of your time. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that was the priority. That was the priority that needed to happen today, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think, I like how you said sometimes it's the year, sometimes the month. And I think for me right now, it's that year. Mm -hmm. Because my stepdaughter is 17, senior in high school. Yeah. She's going to go away to college. And so we have her on Monday nights. So that's for this next year is a super big priority for me Mm -hmm. to be there on those Monday nights and be home on those weekends when she does come over because it's only going to happen for another year. Yeah. And I know that she works and things like that. And so when she does those things and she's not going to be home until late on the weekends, that's when John and I can go. Mm-hmm. And and do things that we want to do mm-hmm. while she's at work, so we're home when she's home. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's powerful. That was to me. That was probably the thing that hit home more than anything else. Um, was just recognizing what's most important for you, yeah. and then focusing your time and your efforts around those things. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> this next one. We've talked about this on the podcast, and uh, it's a conversation that, you know, could we could devote a whole podcast well, on. I feel like you're laughing <laughs> at it, so. But the idea of um, not having your kids be involved in too much. Oh, yes, we yes, have that right. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know about you, but for me, that is a huge use of my time. From about 3.30 until 6.30, most of our day is spent in the car, driving one child to an activity and picking up another child from a different activity. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. How do your kids respond to that? You know, it's interesting because there are some of my kids that thrive on that. I have one child that is the type of child that loves. She's kind of got the, the organizer brain. And so she loves to know what is expected in her day. She loves to know what it's going to look like and what we have planned. We have a visual calendar at our home um, that where I write down the things of the day, but I also have pictures. And, and when I don't update that calendar, she's the first one to remind me that I have not updated the calendar because I think that is her go-to. Yeah. She just likes to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So for her, having those things laid out, having knowing that there's a plan, she loves it. Now I have a son that his dream day would be just being at home, just sitting on the couch, just <laughs> hanging out and doing a whole lot of nothing. And, and, and I love that about him because I am the complete opposite. <laughs> but, but I think that is his personality. That's what brings him joy. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, he's tried different activities and been involved in different things. And some of them have taken more time, more of his time. And he's never happy when he's involved in us. He likes to be involved to an extent, but he likes his free time. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I need to respect that. So how, as a parent, how do you balance that? Because it's like, I I don't want you sitting on the couch the whole time. I need to push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. But I still want to give you where you really enjoy and are able to recharge. It's hard because he was involved in his uh, previous sport that he was involved in. It was more of a time-consuming sport and... He did not love it, and I think it was partly because of the time commitment, partly because of the sport itself, and after probably a good year of fighting about it, mm-hmm. because I, I am one that doesn't want to force them to do things, but on the flip side, I, I, I stand against the commitment that you've made, yeah. so and if you've signed up for this, and I don't want you to exactly, and so we basically got to the point where, where I said to him, sweetie, I'm done fighting you this. If you want to quit... It is the end of the season. You are welcome to. But if you're choosing to quit this sport, you need to replace it with something else. Now, you get to decide what that something else is, whether that be another sport, whether that be something in the arts, whether that be volunteering your time and helping people with yard work around the neighborhood. We, Your father and I could care less what that is, honestly, just as long as you're doing something yeah. <laughs> you decide what you want that something to be mm-hmm. and and you know for uh, and I even gave him the suggestion because we have a local rec center just down the street from our home and I said I wouldn't care if you just went down to the rec center and you know shot some hoops like uh, three times you know three times a week just in the afternoon I said to me that's a great use of your time because you're staying physically active you're being involved you're you're meeting people there 
you don't need to be involved in an organized sport, but you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for us, that was the that was the the common ground we came up with was that you don't need to be doing all the things, but yeah. we want you to find something where you're still semi-productive, if you will. Making like physical connections with people. Yes. <laughs> Instead of just being, you know, playing games or watching TV yeah. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because I I can say for so it's it's funny because Sunday at our home is is <laughs> it's one of my for most of my children I would assume it's probably one of their most favorite days. Mm-hmm. Um and we are we are a religious family so we do tend uh, attend our religious meetings on Sunday but they are short, mm-hmm. so most of our day on Sunday is is open, open yeah. and my kids love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why they love Sunday mm-hmm. is because we don't have to run around from place to place. We don't have a lot of obligations on our calendar, um, and you know what? Just having that day to almost like detox, mm-hmm. <laughs> I they all appreciate it, and so like the suggestion it made in this article is just. Allowing whether that's a day or several days, but uh, finding that time in your schedule where activities don't take place, yeah, where they have that chance, and not only they but us too in our schedule, where we can say, "All right, on Saturdays, on Sundays, on Monday nights, whatever time it is for us, mm-hmm. it's free." Yeah, and I think a lot of people have a hard time with that that idea that it's free, like. Free. Yeah. That means there's nothing. Like so I should I be doing something, right? Yeah. I should be productive. Mm. Like, I, uh, no, no, that doesn't mean yeah. that. It just means it's free to do whatever we want. And even if that want is nothing, uh-huh. it's sitting in front of the TV, playing games with the family, taking a nap, like all the things that we don't allow ourselves to do enough. Yeah. I grew up with my parents having quiet time on Sundays mm-hmm. and they would make us all lay down in our beds. And it was reading, or you could just lay there. You didn't have to go to sleep. Yeah. But it was quiet time, so they could take their nap. (laughs) (laughs) You know. It was good for all of us. Right? And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, yeah, on Sunday, I love my Sunday nap. Yeah. And it's something I can look forward to. Yeah. Sometimes I take it, sometimes I don't. (laughs) But hard weeks, I'm like, okay, I got that nap. Yeah. That's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was joking with a friend a few weeks ago when we were talking about COVID. And, you know, I, I mentioned the comment, not that I ever want COVID to come back in the way that it was before. Yes, please. And not that I ever want to be quarantined to the extent that we were. Yeah. I said, but here's what I want. Here's my magical world of Hillary. <laughs> I want one week a year. Only a week, and it happens every year, where life is shut down. And for everyone at the same for time. For everyone at the same time. Okay. Like businesses, work, everything is shut down. Where you just get to spend a week at home with your family. And you just get to like escape all the busyness mm-hmm. that, that is your day. I said, I think we could all benefit from having like that week of nothing. Where yeah. you just get to sleep in or stay up late or cook meals 
or nap <laughs> or you know work on organizing your house whatever that thing is that brings yeah. you joy that you never have time to do that's what I want and I don't want to be sick <laughs> exactly you can't with no other else. obligations yeah. Because they're all having their week. Yep, yep, yep. We don't have to worry about going out and making plan, plans with friends and with family, right? Mm-hmm. But we just get to be, we just get to be together as, as a couple or as a family or whatever stage of life we're in. But I, that's what I want. That's what that I want. That sounds like a fabulous yep. idea. We're just, the world shuts down. They and everybody just stays at home. Campaigns for president. You can all right. Put your no COVID. Nobody needs to be sick. And <laughs> let me clarify. I don't want my children to have to be homeschooled during that week. No school will happen either because that did not bring me joy. <laughs> but but the just the world just shuts down yeah, for a week. A day where we can just slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny because I remember chatting with some with a group of ladies and we were talking about our experience with COVID. And how it was such an eye-opening experience to realize like how much we loved the slow. Mm-hmm. And I can specifically remember a few of us saying like, this has been life-changing for me. I am not going to fill up my children's schedule and be as busy as I was before. But guess what? We're, what, two years from mm-hmm. there, and here we are again. Busy, busy. Doing the exact same thing we were doing before. Yeah. And so, you know, how quickly do we forget <laughs> what it's like? But I like what you said about Sundays. You know, if we all just took Sundays... Just to relax, recharge, do what, if you're going to go to your religious, Mm -hmm. you know, meetings and things like that. Or if it is that you're going out and going boating or whatever your family does on those Sundays, I feel like that is doable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, it's what is your priority. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. Um... So, just a few more that that I'll pull out that I thought were interesting. So, so this one right here again. I didn't write the article, people. So, if you could only see Hillary's face, <laughs> but it talks about keeping an organized home, oh. which again, I'm okay with. I'm continuing to work on. But, but she made the comment in here that if you spend more than ten minutes a day looking for a a particular item on a regular basis, then you are not organized enough. <laughs> and I thought to myself, like your phone, your keys, right? Those things that you are constantly losing. That is just a man problem. Because like, <laughs> I feel like I did not know this was a requirement of marriage to know where everything was in the house. But I don't spend time... And I'm not, I'm not saying my house is organized by any means, but I don't spend time looking for stuff, maybe because I have such a small space, but um, 10 minutes looking for something. Yeah. Now, my husband, yes, <laughs> because there are places that I put things. Yes. Like the keys go on the hook. You know, my purse goes in this area. But he is like, wherever I drop it, I drop it. And then he can't remember where he drops it. See, so he is the problem in this portion of the article. I'm just going to generalize and say men. <laughs> but that's what it basically what alluded at, was the idea that everything needs a space. A yeah. strategic space. 
so that you're not wasting time trying to find things, whether that be your children's shoes or mm-hmm. backpacks or whatever it is we're constantly forgetting or yeah. misplacing. Having that say, space. Yeah, I don't have everything in a space, but the important things I do. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because they were just a, a few days ago. Um, our power went out and it was late at night. It was nine o'clock at that point, nine ish. And so clearly it was dark outside and my kids were still awake at that point. And so we're frantically trying to find any flashlight we can Mm -hmm. find in the house. I could only scrounge up two of them. And so then Brad and I are pulling out our phones. I found a random candle and then we looked everywhere for a lighter to light the candle. And it was so interesting for me to be like, how am I not more ready for this? Yeah. All of this should be in one spot. So that if, I mean, and, and I knew, like, granted, I was like, it'll come on in just a little bit. If it doesn't, guess what? You guys can just go to bed. Yeah. It's nine anyway. Yeah. But I remember in my head thinking, if this was a true emergency and we were frantically running around the house trying to find these essential items, mm-hmm. that would not be okay. And so yeah. even things like that, like being aware of like, are things in like a logical place so that if needs be, I can very quickly quickly pick them up and go. And I don't know if we're quite there yet. See, if I am just thinking about that, going, where would I find my flashlight? Yes. I don't even think I have a flashlight. <laughs> right. So I really don't know what I would do if the electricity went out. Yeah. So keeping an organized house. Yeah. Organized, and I, I think for us as individuals... Again, organized home can be defined as lots of different things because yeah. I think there are some people that are incredibly organized mm-hmm. and have every bin labeled and, mm-hmm. you know, assembled in a perfect way. And I don't think our home needs to be like that in order to it to be categorized as organized. Or the refrigerators. Have you seen those little things oh. that are going around and they have, like... Their refrigerators organized by bins. I'm like, good yeah. heavens. Yeah, right. There's, uh, it's it works for people. Some my people. favorite thing is that now we're watching those on social media. People organize like their <laughs> fridge. Have you seen those videos where like you watch somebody put, yes, uh-huh. the particular items in a particular bin? And I was like, clearly we don't have enough things to watch here if this is what we're yeah. <laughs> resorting to. I'm making that a priority to watch someone else. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Finding those spaces, it can be small, it can be big, it can be grand, it can be very, like, very simple, though, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, as well, too. There's a a parenting professional that I follow, and and she was talking about organization one day, and she gave the tip that she has a drawer of socks um, right at, it's like in her kitchen area. Mm. So most of us don't have you have socks. the junk drawer. Yeah, but she, she has, has a sock drawer. drawer. Okay. And she said, the reason that we do is I was just, there was constantly fights of like, kids, get your shoes on. Mm-hmm. Which she said, our shoes, you know, we have a, a spot of mm-hmm. shoes right by the door. But then it was like, well, I don't have any socks or my socks are dirty. Or they'd have to run to their bedrooms to find the socks. She said, finally, I just gave in. And I just designated a drawer of socks. And she said, I bought a bunch. All of her her kids are girls, so it mm-hmm. makes it a little bit easier, she said. But I bought a bunch of generic socks so that I could just throw them all mm-hmm. in there. And anyone could wear any pair of socks in there. Said, But it helped with so many of the conflicts of get your shoes on, get out the door on time. Mm-hmm. Because they were physically right there. I went to a like, house and someone had that. Yeah. Like they had their shoe basket. 
And then and they then had a sock basket. A sock basket. Yeah. And they asked everyone that came in their house to grab a pair of socks. Oh, to put wear. Your hairs, but put yes. your shoes here. Grab a pair of socks. Luckily, I knew them, and they, I knew they were washing these socks on a regular basis. <laughs> but um, yeah, a sock a sock yeah. basket would be a great yeah. thing. For her, it was just one of those like strategic way of organizing the home yeah. so that you could get get in and out. Yeah. Quicker. And I was like, I would never think to put socks in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense that that's where everything tends to happen. See, so I wouldn't want to give up my trunk for <laughs> So I, I would totally buy a basket. Yeah. Or something very simple yeah. like that, right? And it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. Hmm. So. That's great. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I know we're running short on time, but a few of the other things that I, I saw in here. Speaking of time, it talked a little bit about being aware of how much time is is wasted. And uh, things like when we're waiting at the doctor's office or when we're in the carpool line, you know, when we're doing things like that where we uh, most of the time, what do we do when we're waiting? We're on our phone. We're on our phone, right? Which, Mm -hmm. again, is not always a bad thing because sometimes we just need that opportunity just to... Just to be there mm-hmm. and not have to think and not have to worry. Mm-hmm. But she gives a suggestion of, you know, during those times, maybe you can, maybe you have your laptop with you. You can be working on things. She said, write thank you notes mm-hmm. to people that you, you know, have done something to you in your life. Mm-hmm. So having something very small in your purse that you could work on or do that's on the to-do list that you never get to like thank you notes for me i thought that's a great one because those are one of those things that i'm always like if i have some free time then i'll take care Mm -hmm. of it and it never comes yeah but finding those little ways to be maybe productive or semi-productive in those few moments that we all have yeah maybe doing one of those little things that you say no to yeah exactly but you could get it done while you're waiting in the line yeah exactly um, and then my all-time favorite, because you know me, um, keeping a, a calendar or a uh. physical list. <laughs> my husband and I have debated over and over and over again. Are you a paper calendar? Oh, I am 100% a paper calendar, and I will not give that up. <laughs> I swore to that as well, and I gave it up this year. Oh, man. Yes. I so can't. It's a digital. I can't. Yes. But regardless of whatever way you do it, because I know that there are successful ways in all things, but keeping that to-do list, because how many times have we been like, I'll remember to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the second that we say that, <laughs> it is out of our brain. Yep. So whether that is a to-do list on our phone or in our planner or on the physical calendar on the wall in our house, Writing those things down and maybe even taking it that next step and actually scheduling it out. Yeah. Saying from this time to this time, this is what I'm going to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can survive without writing things down. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it and remember all the things that they have to do. See, now that we've switched over to this new email system, Outlook, uh-huh. I just tell people, send me an invite. So that you get the, you get goes. the ding. Yeah, and then all it automatically goes on my calendar. I don't have to remember to write it down. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think... They're probably like, Jen, just remember. But no. Like, nope, send me any But invite. I think sometimes people are silly when they're like, 
I don't need, I don't need the calendar. Mm-hmm. I don't need the notifications. I'll remember it. I pick up the kids at the same time every day. It's no big deal. But guess what? Mm-hmm. For some of us, we need that notification that says mm-hmm. it is officially pickup time. I yep. know you do this every day, but guess what? Here's your reminder for the day. 15 minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But it is. It it doesn't. It doesn't make you any less of a person to have to <laughs> to get the reminders. And the older you get, you'll realize you you depend on that. Yes. And I would think the more busy you would get, you would have to depend. on Yeah, that. yeah. I think to a degree, you have to get to that point where you have to depend on these resources yeah. in order to be successful. So. Um, this was a great topic. Yeah. I, it really was. There's there's lots of really good tips in here, and there's tips in here about recruiting your children in this process. Um, there's tips in here about um, learning the art of saying no, which we've mm-hmm. covered to a degree, mm-hmm. um, and, and letting certain things go. And so I would encourage you guys to take a look at these two art- articles, because like I said, I... Uh, I think we're all constantly working on this. Yeah. It's a battle. For the no one, I have always liked, and they need to find me one, Brene Brown. She gave a little clip or whatnot. She has this ring that has this other ring that can swing around mm-hmm. like a spinning ring. And she spins that three times on her finger. And if she can't come up with a good reason why she does it, <laughs> says no. children as well and what a great skill to give them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah lots of great information yeah they were good they were good so take a read when you have a free second in the carpool lane mm-hmm. this is go. right this is your assignment the next time you're waiting at the doctor's office to pull this up note, so yeah. <laughs> it'll work well i i love all of the episodes that we do but I do love these informal little discussions between the two of us. They're fun. And I get to learn even more about Hillary. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> well, vice, I'm sure it goes two ways. But um, we thank you for being here today and listening. And hopefully you have got some good information. Maybe a giggle here or there. But we appreciate you and we ask you to come back next week. And you know what? If you like our podcast, share it with others, please. We always want to help anyone and everyone that we can. So have a good day and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Parents Place podcast. If you would like to reach us, you can at parents at thefamilyplaceutah.org or you can reach Jen on Facebook, Jen Daly dash the family place. Please check out our show notes for any additional information. Our website is thefamilyplaceutah.org if you're interested in any of our upcoming virtual classes. We'd love to see you there.